Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. I'm Toby Milden and I'm joined by a brilliant guest today. His name is Miles Skelton and he is the founder of Movement. Miles, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Toby. You're too kind. Excellent. So, so Miles, what is Movement and what do you do and, and how, did you, how did you set up your business? Well, my, my career sort of took um, two paths. I first got involved with recruitment in the late 90s with one of the pioneers of, of the time. They were called Taps.com. And um, it was known as New Media back then, which seems like such an old phrase now. And then I got involved with a CV matching company called Matchwork and launched them over into the UK. And again, they were one of the pioneers. And at the same time, I was lucky enough for uh, my career to be meaning that I, I was working my way up into leadership roles. And latterly, I was the managing director of a creative uh, recruitment company. And at the same time, I think I've become fascinated with the people side of things, Toby, how building teams that interact well with each other and all the components that, that, that go with that means that you get more creativity and, and, and productivity and how inclusive working cultures can, can lead to, to better things. Making lots of mistakes as I, as I went along, which I still do today, but hopefully um, just making them once. And then if you add to that the experience of, of my wife going back to work after her mat leave about 10 years ago and being very much excluded from her role in a, a major organization, everything started coming together for the idea of, of movement and what we want to do. And I guess we, we explain ourselves by saying, um, look after the people you've already got and be more attractive to those you want. Um, so that's inclusion and diversity strategies, um, EVP and employer brand, which I know we're going to talk about a bit more today, and um, looking at culture and the psychology behind culture and, and offering some training on that as well. That's brilliant. Uh, your, organ, uh, your consultancy is, is excellent. And you're right. One of the things that we're going to be talking about on this episode is EVP, which is employee value proposition. So let, let's begin with that question. What is an EVP? I think EVP in its, its simplest form is the reasons why somebody should work for you as opposed to somebody else. Um, we like to think of it as your story as an employer um, as told by the beating heart of your organization, your people. Um, I, I, we've got a slight issue, issues, maybe a too strong a word, but with the words EVP, employee value proposition, because it, it appears very much a HR term and probably means very little to the people that are working in an organization. So the first thing to say, if you're going to be inclusive and involve them all, which of course you should, we suggest for leadership teams to perhaps refer to it as employee experience. It's just something that's a little more palatable and when you send out communication um, to your people, they'll probably be able to understand a little bit better of what, what you're trying to do. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to capture our employee experience um, so we can attract the best people, but also make it better for the people that are, are working here currently. Um, and then your brand is how you will bring it to life externally. I'd also like to say, I think that the EVP or employee experience, EX for short, isn't a document. It's not a piece of paper that, that states this or that. It's a collection of things that, that builds together why you're an employer of choice. And in the past, it's perhaps centered quite a lot on 
benefits and rewards, the what's in it for me part. But yeah, the, the, the contractual bits, but not the bits that maybe make you different or unique as an employer. I'm glad that you've talked about EVP being a, a HR term because I've worked in HR departments and it, it is a, a term that we, we throw around the office. And when I wrote my book, Inclusive Growth, uh, the central chapter I, I called uh, Colleague Experience and Design. And it's all about removing speed humps and roadblocks that prevent employees from completing a journey. So you could look at your recruitment journey, for example, and you might be using an inaccessible careers website. So somebody who's blind that's using a screen reader is unable to submit their job application to you. Um, and the whole thing is about creating those more inclusive employee experiences and 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 it's not about fixing individuals but about fixing the business structures that are holding people back i i agree and if you you think of the words value proposition as well it, it very much lends itself to how am i going to be rewarded but you know an evp should also cover things like the working environment have you got all the tools that you need in order to do your job effectively which for some groups of course is going to be more obvious than than for others and then what opportunities are available in an organization? What learning and development? What, what chances are there to pro- progress? Can I see other role models progressing as well? Um, what's the organization's roadmap? Where, where are they heading? What support am I going to get from leadership and management? And then the, 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 the crucial bit, the culture and the safety, the belonging part, the bit that will bring out the shared purpose. So, yeah, I think it's a lot more than then this proposition, you're, you're right, it's it's an employee, it's an experience. Um, and as I mentioned before, about making you an employer of choice. Yeah, and like you say, it's it's not a document, which, yeah, absolutely. which can sometimes be a bit dull and boring. It's, the, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a lived experience for employees. Yeah, and it's something that's fluid as well. It's continually changing. Um, you can add to it, and and yeah, it should move as the business moves, and as your strategy moves within a business, your employee experience will will adapt to that as well. So, when you are working with clients and you're you're helping them to craft their EVP, yeah, what what do you see organisations often missing out of their experiences? I think the first thing that, that, that leaders often think about when they're thinking of employee experiences is purely something that will be used for recruiting. Um, we can say all these great things about our organization, which will encourage us to get many more applications. But a well-crafted employee experience should actually speak to the people that are currently there as much as prospective new hires. Um, so it should help your retention. And for most businesses, there's nothing more frustrating than spending a, a load of cash on on hiring people only for them to bugger off at the first available opportunity because it's not what they expected. So it's worth delving into a little bit more. I think putting an EVP together is similar to putting together an inclusion strategy. And we'll very often work with people side on these two things side by side for that simple reason. It's 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 led by the people that, that work there. And if you advertise your organization as somewhere totally different from the, the place that your current people are, are experiencing, you're going to have a team who don't believe what you're saying, which is going to affect your, your culture, your inclusion. But similarly, if you explain your organization as, as, as a place where we have shared purpose and your new hires arrive and, and find an entirely different place, they're going to feel cheated. And you won't get them back after that initial shock of, of it being somewhere different than, than they thought it was. So I, th- I think the key word here is that your EVP has to be authentic. 
Um, it has to be something that captures the mood of your people, but has to have that bit of aspiration in it so that they'll want to stay and come along for, for the ride. And I think it's totally okay in an EVP to say that this is us at the moment, this is what we're great at, this is where we could perhaps improve, and these are the steps that we're going to take in order to try and get there. Excellent. I mean, so what does a really good EVP look like, particularly if an organisation wants to make sure that it's an inclusive experience for its employees? I I think EVP and and employee experience should be by nature um, inclusive. It's the, the story of you as told by your people. So they have to be heavily involved in, in putting it together. So this means that, that everybody needs to be represented. And um, one thing we always work on with clients is to make sure that they understand all of the different communities that exist in their organization in order to get their voice. An example of that, we worked with a client recently and it became very apparent um, through some workshops that we did with their staff that some communities were feeling a little bit misunderstood. They said it was their nature not to be so involved, not to be the, the, the first person with a hand up and not to get so into discussions. And that was perceived perhaps as them not caring so much or being indifferent when it was just their nature through their heritage. And as you well know as well, Toby, some of the, the communities are more easily identifiable. So it's easy just to focus on, on the perceived underrepresented groups and uh, you know, gender ethnicity, um, where those uh, other communities can sometimes be forgotten, especially those with, with hidden traits. So if we move away from the recognized areas of diversion and inclusion, uh, an organization could have tens of, of groups of communities People who cycle to work is a community or people who don't drink or people who like fitness is another community. So your inclusive EVP has to appeal and relate to everybody. And it's so connected, I guess, being with being your true self and and with belonging. If we look, if we look at the current situation that we're in, it's been taken a stage further with with covid because we've got so many people that are attempting to work from home. I don't really use the phrase work from home because I think it's a case of just trying to function reasonably and getting through an enforced situation. But loads of new communities are are being formed. People who have to share a bedroom with a partner in order to be able to work or people who are on their own. So your employee experience has to appeal and be inclusive to, to all these different people so you can understand who they are, the extra pressures that they're under, and how it can maybe be made better. Um, so it goes back to authenticity and, um, as an employer, how empathetic you are to those groups. If the person listening to this episode wants to create their inclusive EVP, or perhaps they've got an EVP uh, that they want to refresh, how would they go about doing that? Um, I think I've touched on this already, but it it begins with their people. Perhaps a a step before is to set out very clear objectives, what you're trying to achieve by this. What are the key issues that you have at the moment and that you want addressing and what will the the outcome look like? It might be that you're losing lots of people, your staff turnover is is huge. Um, Are you struggling to recruit? Um, it might be that your company's merging with somebody else. So, yeah, w- w- what is the reason that, that you're putting this together or refreshing? Then it's time to talk to your people. We do something that we call the three views in order to get a really rounded view of, of what's going on in an organization. Uh, the first view would be the view from above. 
uh, senior leadership team and what are their aspirations, what's their strategy, what's their, their, their vision, and I guess their take on the culture of an organization. Then the second view is that the people that are going to shape it, um, how do your communities feel about working at the organization? This might be a, an initial survey um, followed up by group workshops. I, I know it can be a bit death by survey. So um, this is where initial communication will really, really help. We want your help, um, that bit of vulnerability from leadership as well. We want your help in explaining your experience so we can make it better for you. Will you be involved in our employee experience project? Um, the data, of course, that you'll get from this is, is gold. And then any specific points or, or issues or good bits and bad bits that arise can be discussed further in, in workshops. But that's the core of, of what you want to do. And then the, the third view that we do is the view from outside. And that's how an organization is perceived by others and also by the communication that they're putting out themselves. So that can be across social channels, across their website, the language that they use. We put everything into a mixer and stir it up and and have a look at what pops out the other side, the, the good, the bad, and the bits that, that you can improve on. But the, the key throughout, which you, you have gathered, is to involve your people, giving them that voice in something that, that um, they will feel part of. And then I think you can, you can be sure that they're going to be ambassadors for it when it gets rolled out. So this is the Inclusive Growth Show, and I'm wondering what inclusive growth means for you at Movement and the clients that you work with. Uh, there's a couple of parts probably in my mind. Um, most of the people that we work with have one challenge, which is sort of bigger or more accentuated than another. It might be, as I mentioned before, that they're about to grow massively. They've lost a little bit of, 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 of track of, of, of who they are, um, gone from startup to grown up very often if, 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 if they're growing quickly. They might have merged. They could be losing their best people around show sure why, or maybe just underachieving, lacking a little bit of creativity. So in order for that to be rectified, to be able to meet the challenges that are, that are coming up and move forward in the best way, they're going to need their people on side, need them as a, as, a, as a strong unit in a space where everyone feels like they can be themselves and, and, and that they belong and where differences, I guess, are encouraged and, and celebrated and people aren't getting left behind. Um, people feel like they've got a voice, this shared purpose in, in helping an organization achieve their goals. So that for me is, is, is inclusive growth. Second part, I guess, is that the new world in which we find ourselves in now um, with the challenges that we're currently facing and are going to face in the coming months through through COVID. We've heard that the new normal being spoken about quite a lot. And with movement, we've said that we're not going to use this phrase. We prefer to talk about new beginnings. And companies that maybe haven't got everything right before have got a wonderful opportunity now to, to hit the reset button and to craft new strategies that include all of their people, all of their communities at the, at the heart of these new strategies. So now more than ever before, it, it probably feels easier to feel like you don't belong in an organization. You know, you, you're remote, not just physically. Um, so, yeah, inclusive growth for us feels like it's a chance to understand and hear your people, appreciate the differences coming together and create something really special for, for, for all of them. And for some, that will be rebuilding, but you'll need to do it with the help of your people. For others, it will be pivoting and reimagining what, what your business can look like. But yeah, everyone coming together in a, in a shared direction and new beginnings feels quite an apt way to explain that at the moment. 
So, uh, Miles, thank you ever so much for for joining me on this episode of the Inclusive Grow Show. I've really enjoyed our conversation. If the person listening to this episode wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way of doing that? Best way, you can uh, visit my LinkedIn profile, Miles Skelton. There aren't too many of us, Toby, so uh, so I, I normally get found. And uh, our website is This Is Movement, and movement is spelled M-V-M-N-T. We think vowels are overrated, uh, .com. And um, yeah, drop us a message there, and we'd, we'd love to have a chat and hear hear more about what's going on with you. Fantastic. Miles, thank you ever so much for joining me on today's episode. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Inclusive Growth Show. I hope to see you on the next one that's coming up shortly. Until then, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk.